This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is July 15th, and the Yankees just lost a heartbreaker to the Tampa Bay Rays. Super frustrating game that luckily we do not have to talk about on this episode. This is the voicemail episode, and we will be talking about whatever you guys would like to talk about. Let's talk Yanks. All right, what's up, everybody? Thank you for clicking play, hanging out with us for a little bit on this Tuesday morning, afternoon, whenever you listen. I guess that's uh, your own agenda, and I shouldn't force any day upon you. Your prerogative. Yes. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey, and I have my co-host, Jake, sitting right next to me at my home in the Jersey Shore. He's visiting for the week because we have our event on Wednesday, Talking Yanks at the Stadium. Should be a blast. Jake, how you doing? Hello, darkness, my old friend. Um, we have we currently have six minutes left of this Monday. Um, although Jarv from Australia, he's currently in Tuesday, so he's already he's already done with tonight's loss. Jim, yeah. You said we don't have to talk about it. Yeah. I think we put thirty seconds on the clock and just let it out. It's kind of it's an exercise because it's going to be on our minds. It currently is on our minds. We just had one of our more brutal losses of the season, um, because of mistakes. IMO, but I think thirty seconds and just let it out. Okay, and put, maybe this is what people will need. All right, put thirty seconds on the clock. I'm for gonna me. put thirty seconds on the clock for you. Okay. Yeah. On your mark, get set. Burn. They shouldn't have put Buck Showalter in the middle seat on the S post game show. It looks weird, but I'm happy that Buck's on there. Paxton, the first inning troubles suck, really suck, really, really suck, but three good starts in a row now. Travis Darno, if he's going to beat you twice, that's fine. The third home run is straight up unacceptable. I know that it's Yankee Stadium short porch. That is not an excuse, even if you're Yankee fans. I saw some people trying to say that. Like, it had an expected batting average of 110. Like, I don't care. Don't feed him outside. Time. That's all I got? It's time. Sorry. I man. didn't even get to void. It's short and sweet. Dude, you you opened up with the Buck Showalter stuff. That's they shouldn't have him in the middle seat. It's looks, so weird. It, he's he, uncomfortable. He's uncomfortable. He has no idea where to look because yeah. he's fighting between back and forth. Put the pro in the middle seat. Come on, Yes Network. One yeah. time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the the pitch sequencing at the end is inexcusable. Guy who's hit. The last three balls wait, wait, you've seen. I got to put hit. 30 seconds for you. This sounds like. Oh, okay. 
This sounds like you I were, was just wrapping it up. I wasn't even going to need the 30 seconds, but you now like, I'll let it you go. You were in 10 seconds of a 10-minute spiel. Okay. I probably won't need all the time. Well, that's what you think. Okay, ready? 30 seconds on the clock. Go. You can't throw that pitch. Sequencing was inexcusable. A uh, guy whose last three home runs you've seen have been in two games and all to the opposite field. So inexcusable. Voight's not seeing pitches at all. Let's move on. 14 more seconds left. Don't want them. Told you so I'll take them. Voight okay. ha- is going down looking six times in his last three games, and he took like two other strikes at the ump, didn't give him. Voight, are you going Brandon Drury on us? Come on. All right, let's move on to the voicemails. Okay. Not talking about that game anymore. We'll get to that in the recap. Gone. Gone. Go then. I'm gone. Here we go. Hey, this is Abby. Mewy Abby on Twitter. Love the show. Thank you very much. Coming in from Columbus, home of the old Clippers, the AAA team of the Yankees. No longer the case. Go Rail Riders. I just wanted to remark on how amazing it has been for Aaron Boone in the front office to change your managing style. I used to sort of know, based upon who was used last year and the year before, um, who, what games we expected to play for, what games we expected to win. It seems like we care about winning again, and it really has drives my love for this team again, and I think it's really been jazzing up the young guys. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Go Yanks. What are your thoughts? Yeah, you and I talked about this before the game, uh, and it's it's very true. I mean, even our even our seemingly punt days this year have seemed a little more optimistic, and I think that's because there's been some good performances by a couple guys, and probably a couple a couple situations that last year went ugly. We've had a couple games this year where we got through. Like, how about the Stephen Tarpley save game earlier this year against the Indians? <laughs> like, I, in in my head I picture Chase and Shreve on that mound and the game ends a lot differently. So, um but we we even saw it in tonight's game that we're not talking about totally. Um we saw Nestor Cortez getting warmed up uh top 6 and I was a little nervous cuz you're still worried about Nestor. Paxton worked out of it. That he he showed some kayoons there, and then they had Chad Green ready to go. So I think Chad Green's role not being defined right now is kind of helpful because Chad was going to come in whether they were down by one or up by two, which they ended up being uh, eventually. But um, yeah, there there have been less straight up punt days. I agree with that. I still think his bullpen management has been weird at times. Like he just kept going to Holder for far too many times. But there's some weird things. They still like their rest. Uh, I think Boone's. I think. Listen, being a first time manager, what I've come away from this is that being a first time manager is so hard. You don't know the room. You don't really know like the ins and outs of just like conversations with umps and conversations with your coaches and all of that. And hopefully, and I think naturally, Boone feels a lot more comfortable this year, especially like knowing the players. And know what else helps, man? Uh, Gary Sanchez having a lot better year. Uh, Brett Gardner having a lot better year. Luke Voigt here for the first half wasn't last year. Um, And think about when you are the manager, like, okay, Shane Robinson's my third outfielder. (laughs) I have to play him. Um, So that also helps. A couple of the lineups that might look like the lineups. We're pretty happy with Mike Talkman right now. Who was Gio Urshela last year? Brandon Drury? Torres. 
Torreyes? I mean, when, when you really start comparing the depth, the punt days also come out a lot differently. Yeah. All right, next. Mike Talkman. Hey, Luke, let's try this again. Take two. Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. So, uh, DJ LeMay has been really good this year. Uh, I do think he made a legitimate improvement with his point of contact. Uh, I don't think 900 OPS is, uh, sustainable because of how big of a jump it is and because he's outperforming stuff. But, uh, say he does sustain it. I do think it's a little bit insane to, uh, call him the AL MVP. Because I just don't understand why the MVP award needs to be something other than best player and why team performance needs to have something to do with it. I mean, the best player in the AL is Mike Trout. And, you know, people use this shit for the Hall of Fame. So why make it anything different than best player? What are your thoughts? Thanks, Andrew. I I agree with Andrew, but my I haven't seen... Now, this is just maybe it's not a a dark alley of Twitter that I have never gone down. Sure. I haven't seen anyone saying that he is the AL MVP. I've seen people saying he's the MVP of the Yankees, which he is so far, easily. I haven't seen anyone say he should win the AL MVP. So if there are people saying that, then I totally agree. No, he shouldn't. It goes to the best player, and he's not the best player, and Mike Trout is the best player, and Mike Trout will win the MVP. But I haven't seen anyone say that. He is the Yankees MVP. It's not the best player award. It's the MVP award. I am one of those people. I think that awards are awards differently. I think there should be a best player and an MVP award, but it's an MVP award. Like I, 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 I want the MVP to carry their team and most likely make it to the playoffs. And if they're not in the playoffs, it has to be a special, special season. And we have a lot of different ways to measure things now. If DJ LeMahieu won the batting title and ends up being one of the top three war players or something like that, there is an argument there for him to be the most valuable player. Especially, I think about some of the stuff we've talked about. Aaron Judge has been out. Giancarlo Stanton has been out. Um, that being said, we still have... <laughs> more than a third of the season to play. So if DJ LeMahieu still hits over 400 with runners in scoring position, that can become a factor for most valuable player. So I I understand it's one of those, I, I mean, you start getting almost technical and a little geeky about it. Whoa, Boone almost came out there. But I, I don't know. For me, MVP award is most valuable player. And I think valuable is different than best player. I mean, I would... I. I just don't think that there's a history of them voting that way. So, if, are you kidding me? Bring up the MVPs. I mean, there's years of guys having better wars and better years not winning the MVP. I mean, Andre Dawson ended up in the Hall of Fame, and it was like controversial. He was the only like the, guy on a losing losing team to win the MVP. I'm, I was just thinking of recent, like the last ten years. I, I, I mean, what's your unit of measurement? Um, okay, AL MVP: Mookie Betts, Jose Altuve, Mike Trout, uh, Josh Donaldson. I mean, should it, in in theory, shouldn't Mike Trout essentially have seven MVP awards according to your logic? No, he got hurt, and then he should have won it over Miguel Cabrera both these times, but they didn't. They gave it to Cab because he had the triple crown. Which who cares? <laughs> I think a lot of people, old people who care, like a lot of people. There's a lot of good stats there. Yeah, 
But on I mean, teams the Tigers, that made the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think they vote for the best player. I don't think it's team oriented. Like, there's a lot of people from teams that don't make the playoffs in its history. I think it is. I wish it was what you say you would like, but I think it's just the best player award. I'm not really, man. And and the list is kind of telling a different story. It's it's usually a guy that is most valuable to their baseball team and also had a great year and normally a playoff team about it unless someone does something really special. Yeah. Oh, well, did what happened here? Where where can we go to this right here? So this year they give you all the stats, right? Yeah. So I like mean, Mike Mike, Tr- Mike Trout has a three higher war. Yeah, Miggy Cabs and Miggy Cabs won the MVP. I know because he got the batting crown. Don't you remember this? This was a big contested thing. He, he like right, but you're saying that they normally have given it to that guy. They have not. I think this year does that. I think there's a lot of years that don't. Where's an easy way to look at this up? Anyway, I think there should be both awards, like you say. I think that they more than likely just have given it to the best player, and DJ hasn't been the best player in the NL. AL. I mean, Trout has what? Two MVPs? Trout has two, yeah. And how long has he been around now? It, it doesn't go to the best player. It's, I, I would love for it too, but that that's why baseball has like silver slugger, gold gloves, platinum gloves. They like to label everything differently for that. MVP in baseball is still most valuable, and it's normally a winning team, and who's bringing that? Yeah. I think those McGarr Cabrera years were like the difference maker. Like Trout won the next couple because they're like, come on, we have to give it to him. And then Josh Donaldson, good for him. But Trout had better. Trout should just win. They, they need to make a best player award because like what he's saying, Hall of Fame, they they take MVP into account, then be best player award because Trout has been the best player in the AL for the last like seven years. Yeah, and that's what, I, I mean, I think you're right that baseball is getting there and I, I would love two different awards and maybe it's the it's the F, F War Award for the best player or something like that. But MLB likes the MVP. I, I think a lot of the sports do. Um, unfortunately, they do become storyline award. That's kind of why, I mean, the Heisman Trophy is a great award because... Well, I think Heisman Trophy is the award that's most in the middle. Like, it's who's the best, but who did it in college football that's important. But um, I, I don't know. I, I would love an MVP and a best player and let people fight over that instead of just giving guys platinum gloves, gold gloves, no one silver sluggers, all of that. Oh, didn't mean to do that. But, yeah, to, to round off the voicemail, I haven't seen anyone on my timeline or anywhere I go. I go a lot of places. Well, like DJ... DJLMVP has become a popular thing. I haven't seen that. DJLMVP? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I've tweeted it, so check out my Twitter. Oh, never. What am I? What am I? A masochist? Straight grizzly. Twice I've said that today. Hey, what's up, guys? Dan from Mass, originally Connecticut. Um, Just calling regarding uh, post-raise series. Um, I heard recently that um, I can't remember who said it. One of the national um, talking heads said that the Astros are the only team that really threatened the Yankees in the American League. I personally think that Tampa could be a pretty decent threat. They have good pitching. They have good young hitting. Um, their pitching seems pretty deep overall. They kept bringing guys in from the bullpen. Um, 
with, you know, sub-3 ERAs, sub-2 ERAs, plus you get Giolito back, um, and uh, or not Giolito, the other guy who got hurt, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, um, and then they got uh, Snell. Um, they got pretty good rotation, pretty good bullpen, pretty good young team. I think they could still be a threat down the down the stretch run. Let me know what you guys think. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, I mean, if Glass now comes back and McKay, McKay, two-way McKay is a pitcher, and then Snell and Morton, then yeah, the Rays are pretty scary. This series, this series will tell the tale. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought you buried the race. I thought we swept them on that homestand. They came out of the dirt. The next oh, one when we they reincarnate reincarnated. If, no, if that's the Yankees, when you die. And if you... the Yankees don't win this series, and they're in a bad spot, so a split, I guess they're gonna. We sh- we already regret that four game set before the break. I mean, yeah, I I, I don't know. I've uh, I I kind of threw that jab just because i i've believed in these rays man they're talk about depth the guys they've brought up from the minor leagues lately nate low or low god damn it rays don't have two guys with the same last name pronounced differently that's rude um nate low one l i think it's brandon low and nate low um nate low low he just won l AL player of the week. He was in the minor leagues two weeks ago. They just called up Bruso Browso. <laughs> Don't know how to say that one either. He's been playing third and batting third for them. He hit three home runs against. Kind of, you just a button presser now? No, your computer auto plays. Mine doesn't. Just the button guy. Um, so I think this Rays team is super deep. There, the rumor came out the other day that this is the year the Rays are going to go all in at the trade deadline. That doesn't add up to me because that's. That doesn't make any sense if you're the Rays. Um, I will say this. I think uh, one thing I was expecting was uh, Brett Honeywell, who was a big prospect for them. Uh, He was supposed to come back from, I think, UCL surgery this year. I don't think he's coming back anymore. Glasno, I think it came out earlier today or yesterday, he just got shut down again. Um, And, I mean, think about where we are with Seve and Betances. And he's a young arm they super value. Uh, so I don't think Glasnow's come back, but hey, look at the Blake Snell we saw tonight. I, I mean, he he basically was a bad pitcher the first half. If he can get back to his self, uh, I mean, the the Rays are a really good we're team. We're not we're not talking about tonight's game, game one versus right. the Rays. Never. But the Yankees had a bad strategy versus Snell. I think they should have done the complete opposite strategy. You don't think they should have worked the count as much? Nope. I think they should have attacked. Attacked. He was jittery and jumpy in the stadium and they let him like find a groove by allowing him to throw so many pitches yeah i I think baseball kicked in a little bit he was so yoked when they got that double play ball on judge to start the game and i I think baseball started rolling and like we talked about in the pregame show i mean second half is such a weird baseball turn the page that you like you don't see in football you don't really see in basketball baseball like if you come off, if you have a bad first half, you have a bad like 90 games, and then after the All-Star break, you have a good series, you're like, all right, I'm going to be great this second half. That doesn't really happen in other sports. There's not as many games. But yeah, I believe I think they, they went in the first time through the order, they were taking so many pitches, and then they got themselves into hitters' counts, but then yeah. still took pitches and then got themselves out of it because they weren't swinging. Like the first three pitches every at-bat. I think they should have attacked him. That's whatever. Um, 
Is that the well, did we answer the question? The biggest threat? It's still the Astros. Oh, I'm Astros. The Astros freaked me out. Uh, Astro- Verlander and Cole for five out of seven games. I mean, that's a uh, that's a tough. I mean, if they if they can pitch Cole three two, which I I don't think they can, but that would be six out of seven. Uh, Astros are scary. Uh, they had their injuries in the first half too. They're uh, they're my number one. You scared of the Twins? Um, I think they're a good team. I I I do. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm scared of them. Like I, I think if we get matched up with them in a series, I still very much like the Yankees over the Twins. But I mean, it's it's not like you can sleep on them. And I think if I don't know, you have a a pitcher to have a bad game. I I think their offense is very real. I don't believe in their bullpen, Odorizzi or Berrios in the playoffs. When's yet. the last time you slept on a twin mattress? Last time I slept on a twin mattress. Um, I don't know. Maybe one of the bachelor parties or like a ski weekend this winter. When's the last time you slept in the bed with a twin? Slept in a bed with a twin. I've never like dated or I think even like hooked up or anything with a twin because I don't think I could handle that. You ever share a bed with Justin? Or Piccolo? I've definitely shared a bed with a Piccolo. Um, couple couple guys. We do talking Knicks together. Go check it out. All right, next. Hey guys, love the show. It's Desi from Brooklyn. Uh, John Boy, I saw you posted about a week ago that you're pulling contest video. Awesome. I don't know where you found that stuff, but uh, if the Yankees did that as a team, who do you think would win? I think it's Chappie for sure. I don't know who could beat him in an ear pulling contest kind of thing. So, what are your thoughts? Uh, love the show. Wow. Okay. So for anyone out of the loop. Uh, on YouTube, every Friday, I post a breakdown of Fun Sport Friday. They've been going pretty well. Ear pulling, Inuit ear pulling competition. You put a piece of wax string around like my ear and Jake's ear, and then we pull away from each other, and whoever comes off first loses. Uh, the Eskimos started doing this because they were so bored in their igloos. Is there like a sports and games museum or something like that? Has to be. Yeah. Okay. Very interested in that. This this the video I posted was from the 2012 like Inuit uh, Olympics or something like that. Because I mean, think about where you're at. We are trapped in an igloo, bored out of our domes. It's negative million degrees outside. We can't even go inside. We're trapped in this tightly enclosed space. You uh you want to wrap this string around each other's ears and see who can withstand the pain the most? Yeah. I read. It helped with frostbite because it got blood flowing to the ears and it helped with just like enduring pain that you'd have to endure if you're yeah. an Eskimo. Anyway, who would win in, a, in an ear pulling competition for the Yankees? Like Chappie, I'm going to go the reverse. I think he's a pretty boy at heart. He bows out quick. Okay. He's like, doesn't want to mess up his earrings. Doesn't Chapman mess up swag. His, yeah, doesn't want to mess up his haircut. Chapman swag. Like he's like, nah, I'm out. That means you're leaning LeMay here. Also, way too sweaty. The string would slip yeah, that's right true. off. That's a great call. LeMahieu would be a really good pick. Uh, Gardner's, oh, I think Gardner's got little beady ears. You need big ears. Big ears. I'm trying to think, Voight maybe is Voight CC's got some big got ears? Big ears, but I think there are a but lot. But don't of... they kind of like fold down? Yeah, I feel like yeah, they wouldn't clamp yeah, on. I think there's a lot of cartilage. Yeah, Brett's ears are too small. There's yeah, that's too not working. Too small. Judge um, has to have naturally big ears. I think I'm going Judge. <laughs> I Google. I just Googled Judge. Jimmy just typed in Judge to Google, thinking Aaron Judge would come up. 
Yeah, man, his ears are big. They're kind of tight. And Judge, I mean, if he wants to be Stone Cold and win, I think he's gonna. I, I, Aaron Judge. Hard to get yourself on the same level. Like if I'm sitting across from Judge Indian style, then my ears are getting pulled up. I think that might be part of the advantage. Yeah, but huge advantage because you got to pull. Because you have on to his. sit in the same size chair. I'm assuming that's part of the rules. You have to sit Indian style. Okay, yeah. Then huge advantage. I, I, I won. Okay, Judge wins. Next. John Boy Jake, this is Jake Rickard from Orlando calling in again. I'm um, sitting here in the All-Star break, a little bored. Uh, so something I did was actually watch Game 6 of the 2009 World Series over again. And I got myself caught in this dilemma where I'm trying to draw parallels between that team and our team now. Um, one interesting parallel that I drew was um, Matsui and DJ LeMahieu. Um, Matsui hits the uh, go-ahead home run in the second inning off Martinez. And it really looks like he found a parking ticket on the hood of his car. Um, I think LeMahieu kind of does the same thing whenever he gets a hit. He kind of looks like he could care less. So I just want to hear what you guys uh, come up with as far as uh, parallels between those two teams. Thanks. Okay, Jake, who's Jeter? How's he spelling that? J-I-T-I-E-R. Jeter. He's Jeter up there. Uh, Do we just compare DJ to DJ? No, no, DJ got compared to Matsui in the voicemail. Oh. Because they both are stoic. <laughs> Do you love that? Yeah, it's both <laughs> yeah, stoic. Yeah, it's great. Cheater. Um, okay, I'm picturing middle relief. Nick Swisher's kind of like Gio Urshela in my brain right now. Ooh, interesting. We paid money for Swisher. No, no, well, I was just thinking personalities. Happy okay, fella. so is that 09 there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm going Brett Gardner with Brett Gardner. Um, Hold up. No, I'll allow it. Brett Gardner is Brett Gardner. I guess Posada would be like Gary Sanchez or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Just go position by position. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I don't know. To share a voice. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I, I know what you we're doing You have to do here. personality. We're doing, we're doing mentalities and stuff. I'm always going to look, and, and I guess this shows how different the conversation actually is than comparing player to player. Jeter and Judge are just intercha- interchangeable in my head. And I mean, A-Rod and Giancarlo. I mean, we haven't seen a lot of Giancarlo this year, but I mean, those storylines are like... They're not super similar, but at the same time, they just are. Like, Jeter and Judge are going to be beloved forever. Giancarlo and A-Rod are kind of pretty boys who might end up doing more in the game of baseball statistically and be better players at their best, but, like, New York can never fully love them because they have their, they have theirs, you know? So, we're going, like, personality, um, mentality, clubhouse role over skill because skill is too hard, right? Like the yes. person. So you're wrong. Uh, Brett Gardner is not Brett Gardner. Brett Gardner's Jorge Posada. Grizzled vet, okay. means business, setting the tone. Okay. All right. Johnny Damon is the Didi. Fun, keeps Ooh, the clubhouse I loose. I do like that. Loose. I like that a lot. Sillier guy. Naked. Yeah. Jerry Hairston Jr. Urshela? Personality wise, no. We're just thinking about yeah. Mark Teixeira. Mm. Ooh, you've got kind of like a. I'm going Hicks. Kind of silly meathead. Um, I'm going Hicks. Because Hicks isn't like really silly, but I think he is. He just doesn't give the fans any of his personality. 
on the field. Yeah. And Tex gave the fans like I thought Tex was boring and dull until he went until he got and, old and he opened up like the blown save times. Is yeah, like one la- of my favorite. Yankee yeah, his la- his last year and then as announcer he started opening up. Yeah. Um, Torres is Cano, I think, or Gary is Cano. Yeah. I don't know. We're good. We got enough. Yeah. Oh, dude. I complimented it, but I mean a Swisher and Didi, just that team happy guys. No, I still have Swisher as Geo. Geo's just as happy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I did it. What is up, talking Yanks? It's your boy John Kirsch. Yeah. Yo, Lucas O'Brien. I'm the Brett Gardner to your Charlie Morton. Okay. Anyway, huge fan of the show. Katie Sharp, you're the best. Uh, I just wanted to know all of your boldest predictions for the second half. Um, mine would be CC Sabathia going seven innings of no-hit ball in his last regular season game. Um, and I also, speaking of the big daddy, I want to know all your <clears throat> first things that come to your mind when uh, you hear Lucas's name. Wow, that was... Intern Luke set that up, and he said that was our voicemail of the day because he said if he gets mentioned, he's making it the voicemail of the day. Very noble. He already already got mentioned. He didn't make it. Very noble of Intern Luke. And actually, this voicemail of the day, guys, we do have a new partner, partner partner sponsor. They're they're our friends. They've been super nice to us. Mazer Gaming. Mazer Gaming. Mazer Gaming. We're trying to get John Boy into the gaming world. I'm already there. Intern Luke is lost in there. He just watches videos all day. Um, Once I played Tekken and my combo of just smashing all the buttons, once I played someone else that didn't have that same strategy, I was kind of out on gaming. Yeah, you uh, you used to crush Tekken. I I remember that. Um, they don't do too much Tekken at Mazer Gaming. A lot of Call of Duty, Gears of War, God, God. Fortnite, Fortnite, Jimmy Gamer. Um, the big thing for them, go check them out on Twitter. They uh, they loved our vibe on Twitter, so they have to be a little sick in the head. But that means it's probably a good thing. So go check them out uh, at Mazer HQ at Mazer HQ. Go check out their website too, Mazer.gg. Good game. I don't know if that, I still think that's a gaming thing. I think someone tweeted me that today. Go check out their store. We got a Talking Yanks discount going. Talking Yanks, 10% off anything in their store. And they're really good dudes. So go check them out, follow them, and they will be giving away $100 worth of tickets to a game of your choice at the end of the month as long as you follow them. So go check them out again at Mazer HQ. Mazer Gaming. Mazer Gaming. I think GG stands for Glory Glory. Glory, glory. So is the question, Luke? Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to die. Hell of a way to die. That's the old paratrooper song. Anyway, um, second half predictions. Second half predictions. So let's let's do. Boldest take. So I've got kind of a bold take. Oh, wow. The Rays beat us. And again. Jesus Christ, Let's Let's be. It's a Yankee show. Let's respect what a bold take is. Okay. I'm. So what what are we saying? A bold take is something that's like less than 20% likely? Yeah, I guess so. I think that's what people disagree with. I don't know. What what if I uh, my bold take would be is Hap has a has a big second half half. 
Yeah, I think that's bold. Okay, yeah. Hap, like Hap wins eight games. Yeah. 3-2 ERA. 3-2 ERA in the second half. Boldish, right? Drop it down to three flat. Drop a low, girl. Drop it, drop a low, girl. Three flat. Fuck it. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so bold. That's so bold. That's so bold. I think the Yankees win the East. Okay. Not <laughs> as much bold. What do you got? What do you got in there? What's what's uh, something you gotta you gotta you gotta hunch on? I know this isn't your bag of cheese. I but think Batanzas comes back quicker than we think. Okay, there you go. That is good. John Boy injuries. That's one. Want to know why that's my bold take? I thought about that because I don't believe it at all. <laughs> <laughs> so John Boy's bold take is something he doesn't believe in. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I like it. That's yeah. a good strategy. <laughs> Not for nothing. Hedging my bets. Not for nothing. Here we go. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. It is Sunday afternoon. I'm watching the Yanks game, and Didi just is in one of those Didi slumps. And it had me thinking, obviously, great shortstop. I love Didi. Good locker room guy. Has produced before. But do you think if he has a subpar second half, that's going to make them reconsider signing him and then maybe doing a Glaber at short, DJ at second moving forward? Or do you think he's built up enough body of work so that he gets a pass and they sign him long term? Let me know. Thanks, boys. Go Yanks. I mean, if Didi has a great season, I don't think it's a lock that Cash brings him back. So if Didi's going to struggle the rest of the way, then I think it's less likely they want to bring him back. He's going to command a lot of money. And like you just said, you can move Glaber over. Now, I'd love to see Didi come back. We share a birthday. Yeah. We share some skill sets. Fun guy. Yeah, he's fun. I'm not that fun. But, I mean, he's going to command a lot of money. If he has a good end of the half, who knows what the future plans are. Like, would it be shocking to you if right now Cashman was like, Didi's not part of our plans next year? No, and that's that's what I was going to send back to you, is that is, is Torres, or Torres, is Didi the first real test of, like, what loyalty Brian, of what Brian Cashman sees the future of this team? Um, I think not getting Harper and not getting Harper and Machado and re-signing Hicks and Savvy. Right, right, right. But that was that was Brian Cashman saying he believes in this current team. Yeah. So is Didi Gregorius going to be the first test of like, does he believe in everything that's currently on the field? Yeah. Kind of right. Yeah. I think I think you are right, and we stumbled into this today. If like Didi doesn't do well. It's probably in the Yankees and Didi's best interest to like come back. Yeah. If Didi rips it up, and I I've ripped this stat before, the last good free agent shortstop to hit the market was the guy who hit his uh, wife or your wife's dad or something like that. Holy smokes, Jose Reyes. That's uh, him. Um, back when he was good, he he got he got big money. He got over a hundred mil. Um, I, I think if Didi figures it out, which I, I still think he will do, um, Didi's in line to get paid, paid. Um, so I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, we haven't talked about Brian Cashman's blackboard in a while, Jim. Yeah, it's, that's off-season talk. I mean, there's, there's, one, there's one with Didi, there's one with Glaber. And I mean, Clint told him he could play short, so. 
Don't play go, the voicemail. Don't play go the voicemail. By the, don't go by the uh, test coach. Why would you coach. bring that up? Don't go by the test why coach. Would, Just wow. watch me play. John Boy bringing up Clint. Unprovoked. For anyone that. All right, all right. You brought up Clint. No, Clint no, no, made no, no, a, no, no, no. Update. Clint made update. a diving catch in left field. Great in his, catch. In his AAA game. It's a great catch. Want to know how I know? He posted it on his own Instagram. You guys should have seen the face that my dad made when I told him that. Jaw dropped. Yeah. He thought we were joking. He thought we were joking because we it's joking. the. It's so lame. I'm happy. He's happy. That's Jake's cop out answer because he doesn't want to. Sh- he doesn't want to let you guys know that he thinks Clint the same way I do. So he just wraps it in this sarcastic. I'm happy. He's happy. If he feels the need to post himself making that diving catch to make himself happy, I'm happy for him. Yeah, you think he's a giant tool as well. Nobody gets hurt. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Except> everybody. <laughs> it's like the time we walked in. Nice snag. <laughs> Remember we walked in on your on your roommate in college, and he was watching his own highlight film. Yeah. And it was like, holy smokes, I don't want to hang out with you ever. Yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Well. What's up, guys? This is Matt calling from Connecticut. Love you guys. Uh, two quick questions. One, I was wondering what you what you think the role of the special assistant or advisor is, kind of like Carlos Beltran, A-Rod, maybe even soon CC Sabathia. What the hell are these guys getting paid to do? I think it's cool to take a look into. And also, is there anybody that – to you is sort of untouchable in, in the farm uh, that no matter who the starting pitcher is that we can go out and acquire, you're saying no way, not putting him in the trade package. Love you guys. Thanks. Love listening. Look forward to hearing back. Got a flush at the end. Wow. First first, first full flush in a while. We've had a couple questionable flushes. I think Boobak flushed last we time. Had a couple, uh, we've had a couple borderlines. Uh, two good questions. The advisor one, I'd love to know the answer to, but I don't think anyone really does. I oh, know, no. Uh, Beltran's, Beltran's our pitching coach. Larry does nothing. Larry does nothing. Beltran, Beltran fixes every pitch. I think Beltran's helping them with like little things and just staying focused and picking up tips and tricks. They did say Beltran's starting to help with the minor leaguers a lot. I think Pettit like goes on location and like talks to little kids or little kids and scouts some kids. I know that Swisher and Brian Hogue's book and our interview with Brian Hogue, he said Swisher went to AAA when Judge and Gary and all those guys were there yeah. and kind of took them to Denny's once a week and let them know how you're supposed to behave as a Yankee and how to handle the media. And all that. I think one of the best ways to look at it would be like pick the Yankees probably have a budget that's like a million dollars that they divvy out to eight to ten guys to hang around the organization and kind of be the Yankees. And you're probably sitting at home like, damn, I I'd love to be Reggie Jackson and just travel with the team sometimes. But you know what you didn't do? Get the nickname Mr. October by hitting a bunch of home runs. So Reggie Jackson gets to travel with the team and keep them aligned and kind of be like the token old guy that's like, I was so much better than you. Um, and yeah, Carlos Beltran, like he's such a baseball guy. Like I, the Yankees actually might have paid, paid him to not go to other organizations because he's so well respected throughout baseball. Guys like Pettit and Swisher are kind of special assignment fun guys that make the Yankees the Yankees. So, like, I don't know. Don't be mad about these guys at all. I don't think anyone's mad. Oh, he's so mad. Jessica Mendoza's an advisor to the Mets. He flushed his phone down the toilet. So mad. Can't ever call back. 
Is there anyone untouchable in the farm for you right now? Untouchable in the farm. Untouchable. I don't think so. Who should be? Uh, Davy J- Davy Garcia, J- Florio, J- Jason Clint. Dominguez, the uh, the alien, or what? What's his? The Martian. He's my one. Just because I'm I'm in on I'm in on him being a freak for now. Just because it's fun. He's and he- I don't think you can trade him yet when they're sixteen. But yeah, um, he's my one. Well, yeah, yeah, he's my one. Everyone else, everyone else Florio? in the right trade. Yeah, I, the Florial stuff is they just locked Hicks up. The Florial stuff is starting to hit that area where it's like, what's up? I think it were. I think if you don't, we, we pass, haven't heard good news about you. In I too think we pass his window of hype. Davy Garcia, I think they're showcasing. Right, you you think all the hype is them showcasing him to be traded, not to come up later this year? Um, yeah, I don't know. No, I, prospects are open in the right deals. Yeah, if if there I if there was an elite elite starting pitching prospect, I I would be against that. But nobody seems to jump off the map. Yep. Hey, John Blizzard, Bill Malcolm calling from Austin, first time caller. Hey, just wondering your guys' opinion on Chad Green going forward, whether he's going to continue to be a starter or an opener, or whether they're going to move him more permanently to the bullpen like they've been doing the past few games. Um, and if he's going to be an opener, do you think that they should start pushing him to three or four innings? I right, love the show, guys. Thanks. Go Yanks. Thanks, Phil. Uh, we just saw Chad come out of the bullpen in a close game uh, two times in a row now. I think there will probably be a need for an opener every now and then, and he'll fill that role. Otherwise, he'll probably be back-end bullpen, and I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I I, I gave him my award. I, I thought he was going to be our closer in four- to six-run games. Um, I think they're going to try to utility knife, Chad. I, I think I think they call that the close closer. The, the close... Closener. Er. Closener. Um. I think after what we saw today, like I, I told you, I was like, I think Chad's coming in if they're down one or up one. I think Chad would come in to potentially close the game if they were up four to six. I think they're going to utility knife Chad for a little bit. If they need an opener day, I think they're going to try him everywhere. And as long as he keeps checking the box, they're going to be happy with him. Um, where do you think, Jim, where do you think Chad lands this year in this bullpen? Like it's it, we're going into the playoffs. What's Chad Green's role? This is what the people want to know. He's the four horseman become the five horseman. If Patances is around, we become the six horseman. And just equal confidence, or just who's hot, who's not at the time. Usage. You split it three and three. Okay. Who cares? I I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people have kind of forgotten 2017 Chad and don't hold him. In the same stratosphere as a, a Vino or or Canley and Britain, if he's gonna right. be there. There's my is that a bold take? Yeah, there's your there's your bold take. Chad's he's gonna weave it. himself into the fabric wow. of the Bro, horseman. He can't even pitch in high leverage matches. <laughs> oh, that one fan from London <laughs> came over and he's got hot takes about Chad. What's the deal with this Chad Green bloke? <laughs> what was that accent? <laughs> got my butt chin Okay, next. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Robin from Brooklyn. I just uh, was listening to Alex Rodriguez on Coward Show, and you saying that uh, when the Yanks score two or less runs, they are 0 and 13 on the season, and that was pretty crazy stat. I just want to get y'all's opinion on that. Thanks, love it. Thanks. Is that a crazy stat? 
Scoring more runs is better. Scoring less runs is worse. Yeah, I think a little bit because I think there was only two teams that were winless in those games. It's the Yankees and someone else. But what are they like? One and ten? They're like oh, there's like an zero and eleven team, and the Yankees are zero and thirteen. So they they haven't won a two one game or a two zero game yet. Um, which this is finding reasons to be upset with a first place team. Yeah, it it's very true. The again that thirteen is a small number, which is a good thing. So, so I hope no one. I hope no one's upset about this. So how about this? Wait, Jim. I'll do some quick math. Say that thing you were thinking about saying to everyone earlier. Okay. Well, there's over 300 species of turtles in the world. We some do. with no tail. Some with long tails. I don't like the ones with long tails that much. Some live in the water. Some don't. Some can be pets. Some can't. Some need to be underwater. To swallow their food, which I always thought was bizarre. Okay, so let's spin this in a good way. So the Yankees, they said 0-13 Yeah. when they don't score two runs? Okay. So when the Yankees do score three or more runs, they are 59-20. and 20. Great. So how about we spin that into some good news? And they've scored more than two runs 59, 79 times, 80 times. We're at 80 times scoring more than two runs and 13 times. That um, that didn't count today. And 13 yeah. times not. Who cares about that stat? I don't care. Hey, what's up, John Boy and Jake? It's Sam Coleman from the Jersey Shore. Just wanted to clear up the call I had last week. I love Geo. I, the only reason I, I made the Tyler Wade question was because I thought maybe in the, the dog days of August and September – they might bring him up for his defensive versatility, but the way you guys said it was right. Geo's done everything right. Tyler Tyler Wade hasn't, and um, and sending Geo down would be kind of kind of messed up because Geo's really capitalized on his opportunity. That's something Wade hasn't been able to do. Um, just a quick question: over under five games or over under one game played after the uh, deadline for Clint? All right, adios. Under. I'm I'm still unfortunately leaning over. Fucking computer. I'm I'm leaning over. And until until I see that pitching trade or whatever it is that lines up, I think Clint's a decent insurance policy for Edwin. Talkman is now over Clint. Yeah. Has been. And when Cameron Mabin comes back, that's Cameron Mabin and Talkman over Clint. And when Stanton comes back, that's now Stanton, Cameron Mabin, Talkman over over Clint. Yeah. I've seen the injuries, bruh. The Talking Yanks. This is Simon Waugh from Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I saw Russell Martin aired out as a pitcher. He was thrown 87 to 90 miles an hour. Just wanted your thoughts on what you think the strongest arms on the Yankees can throw if they were to pitch. We're talking Judge, Hicks, Sanchez. I don't know who else I'm missing, but yeah, if they were to throw an inning, on the mound, just fastballs. What do you think they're throwing, and who's throwing the hardest? Thanks. Cool question. This, this in this question got more interesting than I thought it was going to be. Here's some facts for you. Because we're okay, we're going off a mound. Yeah. Okay, that's a big factor. Okay. Because I I think we heard a lot of the a lot of the likely names mentioned. Judge Hicks. I have some facts for you. Gary. Okay. I think your sleepers would be the left side of the infield. Potentially a Glaber, Didi, or Shella. Hicks has thrown 98 before? Right. Running Crow-hop. start. Crow-hop. Crow-hop. 
Judge has thrown really hard. Yeah, up there. Gary has thrown 86 miles per hour from his knees. Yeah. So think about that. You're you're discrediting the crow hop because it's more. Right. Where you should credit Gary. Now Gary on his knees, 86. Yeah. Gary pitching, he'd probably air that out. Didi's also got a really fast arm. Yeah, like that's you can't sleep on Didi and Glaber. Like they both have short start stop arms. Um man, it's honestly whoever like pushed it furthest as a pitcher. Did Judge pitch at Fresno? No. No. Um Wow, embarrassing. I like showing you off to the people, man. I was embarrassed about okay. myself. Good setup. Um, it's called an alley poop. Um, who do you have? If you had if you had to put money on one guy. Glaber. Wow, I like that. Young arm. Young arm. Young arm's a good and, way. And he's dumb enough to do it. Dude, the catcher arms never translate on the mound. Okay. How about a guy named... Kenley Jansen. Yo, when they switch over to pitcher, dude, yeah. Wow, embarrassing. Yeah, he was Kenley Jansen was such a great catcher. That's how he's remembered. Um, no, I'm just picture the kid in Little League that you were like, yo, he's a good pitch, he's a good catcher. Like he's he, Bryce Harper. You were this kid. Picture the kid who was a good catcher, and you're like, wow, he throws down a second pretty well. Let's put him on the bump. And then you see him on the bump, and you're like, he's short. He's gray at 12 years old. This is weird. No, I was a good pitcher, but no. Mr. Schelling refused to allow me to pitch. Because you're a bad pitcher. No, and I pitched to you guys in batting practice, and I remember this Tish is, saying, this, wow, this is hard. This is the scene from Semi-Pro when Tim Meadows is in a cast, and he's telling the guys, like, boys, this cast is coming off soon. I'm ready to join you. And they turn to him, and they're like, you're terrible. <laughs> you were never going to play. No, I did pitch. But you're not a pitcher. Not a pitcher. You're going Glaber. I'll I'll go Judge. I, big Meat can air it out. Gross. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> so Big Meat can air it out. <laughs> Put that on shirt. You're disgusting. That's gross. Jumbo and Jake. It's TD, Madison, Connecticut. Kind of a dead week for the voicemail episode. TBCH coming off the All Star break. Like yeah, sure we beat the Blue Jays. Whatever. So here's a fun question for you. What is your all-time favorite Yankees pitching performance? Got to go with Pettit, Game 5 of the 96 World Series versus Smoltz and the Braves. one nothing win, 8 and a third for Andy, and then end the game with that great catch by O'Neill in right field off the bat of Luis Polonia, I believe. Classic. Anyways, thank you, and I'll hang up and listen. Uh, recent is Tanaka versus the Astros, 2017, when he had his splitter going. Okay. And went like seven scoreless, right? Something like that? Yeah. Game three or four. I forget which one it was. That's my recent one. And then what year was it when like El Duque wasn't that good? Oh, man. But then in the postseason, just like threw gems. Dude, you're getting there right now. El Duque's baseball reference is one of the more fun pages on the internet. That uh, that shows where I'm at. Jake, you want to look up pretty ladies at late night? No. Uh, El Duque's playoff stats after he got bad. <laughs> Show me those. Um, I Okay, so here's the scene, Jimmy. Base is loaded, and here comes Chase and Shreve. And he locks it down. That's my recent one. And then my one before that is spring training Chase and Shreve. <laughs> no. 
Um, David Hales. What, what do you What do you got for uh, El Duque? Which, I think which it was two thousand. I don't think his season was amazing in two thousand. Because there was one year where he like wasn't part of. Is the, it that ninety nine game that seven innings pitched, one earned run, ten strikeouts? Well, I don't know. This ALCS game, game two, he's got eight innings pitched, yeah. one earned run, but then he blew it the rest of the way. I mean, the El Duque, uh, any good El Duque game might be the answer, just because, man, I mean, the El Duque craze with the lay kick and just everything he used to do. It's out 99. There. He, in 99, ALCS game five, seven innings pitched. Oh, dude! In ninety that play, that whole playoff, that whole playoffs, he went four games, thirty innings pitched, one point two RA, four earned runs. Yeah, that was nuts. And in ninety nine, he had a uh, four twelve ERA on the season. It's pretty good. Um, I know. I was um, I was in the city before cell phones and stuff for David Wells's perfect game. And I just, uh, I've told this before on Talking Yanks, but um, the memory, uh, memories aren't good in my head movies, but I just remember the city was literally a buzz because it would, it would go from like sports bar to people on the street to more people on the street to the next restaurant. And it spread through the city like wildfire because people used to talk to each other and not look at their phones and stuff. And I remember like we ended up, it was like we heard it got to the seventh inning and it was like, I, I don't even remember what we're doing in the city, but it was like, yo, we need to get into a restaurant or bar now. And we watched it and like the city was just on fire. So cool. I'm, I'm just laughing at El Duque's last starts to the 99 season. In his last 10 starts, he averaged 7.2. Averaged. Yeah. Seven innings I plus. mean, try to take the rock from El Duque and see what happens. He, he it wasn't imp- he had a three five ERA in his last ten starts, but like he just eight innings, seventy two innings in his last ten starts. Casual thirteen strikeouts against Seattle there in a two one game. El <laughs> uh, uh, is has to be the answer. Whichever game you pick is on you. But I mean, just the leg kick and him being El Duque can't be replicated. Uh, Jarv from Oz says that they said in today's coverage that Judge pitched at Fred's now. So you were mad at me for making you look bad. I said I was embarrassed. If you roll back the table, I said I was I embarrassed for myself. I know. Yeah. Did Thanks. we do the all-time pitching performance? Thanks, Jarv. Yeah. What about that time Sean Chacon came into the game? Whitey Ford. Got out of it. Ron Guidry. I'd love to watch some Guidry stuff. If anyone wants to come hang out and watch some Guidry, reach out. Hey, guys. I just want to say thank you for the podcast. I think you guys do a great job. And Jake, you most definitely do not suck. Anyways, just getting on with things here in terms of the first half. I noticed that our pitchers, historically over the course of their careers, Hap, Tanaka, reinvented CC, meaning CC of the last couple years, uh, Paxton, have all done better in the second half as opposed to the first half. And while I understand Paxton's first inning struggles, CC is... Um, Somebody who has been steady uh, throughout the first and second half through the last couple of years, but Tanaka and Half especially, better second half numbers than first half. And to me, this may indicate that they don't need to go big time on a trade for a starter. Maybe they get a more of a, a mid-level starter, more in lines of like last year when they got Lance Lynn. I'm not saying they trade for Lance Lynn, but just that caliber pitcher. 
may be a better move for them moving forward in the second half. I uh, just uh, thought you guys uh, may like to talk about that. Anyways, uh, thanks again. Great job with the podcast, and go Yanks. Thank you very much for your call, Tim, but kindly don't lie to Jake. He doesn't handle it well. Yeah. About the not sucking. Yeah. Known sucker. Jake, there's not an ace to be had. Sojourn. Sojourn? You want to go on a sojourn? Pick up Sojourn. He's on the Royals. He's got dirty stuff. No. Um, Here's Jim. Plug time. Plug. Uh, If you didn't know, Jimmy and I are doing a just baseball podcast, talking baseball. We're talking baseball. I I don't think it's on iTunes yet. It's on Spotify and YouTube. Yeah, it'll be on iTunes in like a day or so. iTunes takes their own time. When it comes on iTunes, we'll tell all you guys because if we rush the charts, we can put up like a weirdly high number and kind of flex that. So we'll let you know. Um, But we talked about it today. There was two trades, Andrew Kashner to the Red Sox. You probably heard about that. Homer Bailey got traded from Kansas City to the A's. And what I kind of stumbled into, because I'm a big stumble into thoughts because I don't naturally think, is that I think those teams kind of saw what was coming from the pitching market, and they all said, like, we're going to jump on some arms now just because we might not get anything because there might not be arms out there to be had. There's not really an ace out there. I mean, people, like, we saw the Robbie Ray rumors come out today. I mean, Uh, We saw John Heyman tweet. And, uh, that people and, are interested and in they're still pitcher. in the wild card race and they kind of like their team still so i mean Ro- like robbie ray could very well not be for sale um matthew boyd again another guy having a nice year um i don't i don't think he'd, <laughs> it's not an ace but he's a young guy who would cost like a decent amount tigers could also say he's not for sale the only guy that we know is for sale is stroman right Kind of Bumgarner, too, because he made that no-trade list and put all the contenders on there, right. which kind of leads you to believe his team was like, hey, we're probably going to trade you. But he could also be, Injured. I mean, he, he could also be the weird type that is, and San Fran kind of likes to keep their guys, too. So, I mean, there's, Mad Bum's probably on the table, um, but again, I mean, what Mad Bum are you getting at this point? I don't know. If Strowman get, comes over, where is he in the rotation? Tanaka, Paxton, Strowman? You find out. You do the New York test. If he comes and he pitches well for a couple months, then you want to use him. If he comes over and he doesn't, <laughs> you don't. Hot takes only. That was scorching. Scorching hot. Was a John Heyman tweet there. You just spoke a John Heyman tweet. Scorching hot, hot, hot. Hot, hot. That was a, no. That wasn't a Heyman. That was a Yogi. That was a. If you pitch good, you pitch good. If you're bad, then you might not pitch. <laughs> like some. Okay. Oh, that's John Heyman. No, get out of here. You Yogi, and Heyman deal with your own shit. Yogi's okay? got Don't like double entendres that Don't like there's that always me. actually a meaning. Like it gets early late out there. He means like, you know. Right. Yeah. You just said blatant obvious stuff. If you're good, you're good. If you're bad, you're bad. If it's good, it's, it's good to be good. Boom. You got your double entendre. No, it's John Heyman tweet. No. Wow. Jakey Heyman's. Wow. Jake- Do you know Judge pitched in college? Yeah. Batting practice. No. Yeah, he got lit up. No. He has the worst pitcher Fresno State's ever seen. Yikes. Digging a hole. The whole audience. Here goes John Boy digging. That guy's too big. Where are we going to land today, folks? I'm landing in a hole. Oh, boy. Let's pull up judges' Fresno stats to end the show. 
Woman urged jail until trial for Epstein as judge. <laughs> Just Judge Fresno? Come on, man. Come on, man. All right. Aaron Judge Baseball, Fresno State Athletics. Stats. Close. Don't care. Do Lynn, we have any other voicemails? That's it? That's all. I think a couple people called in late. They're going to be mad, but we we had some tech stuff going on. Yeah. No, all the stats are. Oh, stat page is fighting Jim. He's going. Here comes the dig. I'll just text him. It's like the big dig. <laughs> what were your yo judge? What were your stats again? Hey judge, you should just tweet that at him right now. How about that? All right, I'll tweet it out. That'll him. that'll be a treat for the people. Yeah. Hey, yeah. hey judge, what is it? I don't know. Hey judge ninety nine. Hey judge sixty nine. Yeah. Hey a. Hey. Hey, Aaron, the judge, 44. The judge, 44. Nailed hey, it. the judge, what? I thought it was the judge, 44, but I thought people would crucify me if that was wrong, because it sounds wrong. And you've been crucified. Been hey, crucified. the judge, oh, wow, comparing yourself to Jesus Christ again for second time yeah. in one podcast. Hey, the judge, what were Do that all night. your pitching stats at Fresno again? Again, because we've been told, <laughs> but yeah. we forgot about it. You know what? People are going to... Google the stats and then right. like here they are. It's like no, I w- judge is gonna answer. No, me. judge will let us know. Judge will answer. So just please don't butt into yeah. mine and judge's conversation. Just be cool about on it on Twitter for more than a second. And that's all. Wow, wow. Jar from Oz comes back. He says, "Yes, lied." He did not pitch. I mean, is he looking at the same page we're looking at? Because we have no stats at all. Oh, they got different internet in Australia. Holy sh! And we got to end this show. This is this has been a wild turn of events. Digging and digging. And You're now digging. in the hole. I'm on I top ended of the up, mountain. The hole I was digging, I ended up gotten to throw you in at the end because Judge didn't pitch. You in ended up in Australia. I'd love to go back to Australia. I know you would. All right, that ends the show. Go Yanks. Tell them, Graham. Go Yankees. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com slash Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash Yanks.